This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome back to the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host. And as usual, my guest will be Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. We're going to handicap this week's slate, among other things. And uh, what's up, Dalton, man? How you doing this week? Doing all right. I'm doing uh, better after beating you in the Stopa League by, what was it, 0.96 points that came down to to Cam Newton in overtime on the Monday night game. I mean, that should not have even – it shouldn't even have been as close at halftime. It looked like I had it sewn up. But um, pretty big battle. We had the same record during the week. So, so I was happy with that at least. Yeah, my team's so much better than yours, but uh, it was unfortunate. Uh, I also left uh, Ben Watson on the bench uh, for Jordan Cameron and Eric Ebron, so that really hurt. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I, I mean, that's not just a hindsight thing. It's, I mean, did you, did you mean to do that or? Yeah, I, you know, he had that huge game three games ago, and then last game, two games ago, he did nothing, and he's this thirty-four-year-old guy who, you know, really hasn't been much of a receiver for most of his career. And so, who the hell? You know knows? who's done nothing is Jordan Cameron all year. Yeah, I know, but I just thought, okay, well, Miami had been sort of a joke for five weeks, and they fired their coach. They played better. I thought they're going to have to throw a lot against New England. I didn't know how bad they were going to be. I thought, you know, I thought they were going to cover. I thought they were going to score twenty plus. I thought Cameron would probably be involved. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, I used him, and I used Eric Ebron, who has been really good when he's played. I know the Chiefs haven't given up a lot to tight ends, but I don't. That's not my Bible, like the you know year to date tight you know how much they've given up, and the clearly Saints, it's not because the Giants have been getting right. shredded by tight ends. <laughs> they have, but you know, had I known they'd they'd score fifty two points, I probably would have used anybody on that team. But I didn't oh. know that. I thought it'd be like twenty, you know, twenty seven, twenty four, same score as the Dolphins. I thought they'd score about the same amount of points as the Dolphins, and I thought Cameron would be at least as big of a factor as as Watson. Obviously, I was wrong, but that really hurt. That wouldn't the Cam Newton thing wouldn't have even mattered. But there was a lot of crazy stuff in that game. Did you know that I was uh, in the NFFC League, my best team, although I just lost Le'Veon Bell, so it's still good, but it's definitely not as good as it was. That team was down three, 
to a team who was playing that had Graham Gano going, and I had Andrew Luck and Dante Moncrief. It's PPR. And about with like nine minutes left in the game, I was like, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose to the Graham Gano team that was only up three, and I had Luck and Moncrief. And, of course, I didn't, um, although with the last interception and the long you know, field goal, it actually was kind of close at the end. But, I mean, it was, it was so crazy. And so then I got that, which I was relieved, which I should have got. Then I got the cover because I took the Colts. And then I was like, whoa, I may even beat Dalton in this, which I had no chance of beating you uh, until it went into overtime. And it was, you, you know, when Luck threw that interception, I was like, oh, it's just it's the 40. If he just thrown it at the 50, I think I would have got you. Yeah, I mean, all it took was a 10-yard run even. It was still going to be close. But, yeah, that five-yard out on third and 10 was oh, just perfect. I mean, that was just terrible. perfect for me. Because it wasn't enough for me. And they were going to, you know, first of all, even if they missed, the Colts get the ball back and could score. But if they make it, it's over. But, I mean, how about the Ted Ginn drop there? I had you beat, dude. All you had to do was hang on to that ball. Whether he got in the end zone or not, it didn't matter. It was over at that point. Yeah, that was a horrible drop. One of the worst of the seasons. Yeah, that was that was crazy. But just to circle back real quick, NFFC um, – one thing I like about it, although it's less intense, is were you really even that concerned of winning? It's it's more just almost solely just your total points more so than your record. Yeah. I mean, I, I have the most points by far in that league, so I should be fine. Although losing Bell is just, that's a big, that's a big blow. Doesn't help. No. Um, you know, that, that team, I have Devonta Free. I had Devonta Freeman and Bell and Lamar Miller is my back. So now I got to move Miller in, you know, out of the flex, but it, yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, look, I have to say, like, DFS, there are all these little DFS. I do DFS, all these people. DFS, little Weasley DFS dudes, right? And, I, and I'm always like, come on with this DFS stuff, you know? But I have to say, <laughs> I, I, it, there's something nice about not dealing with that. You know, like, oh, my team's great. Oh, I just lost Le'Veon Bell, Steve Smith, and Keenan Allen. Now it sucks. Great. Did I do anything wrong? No, I just, that was just it just hit all at once. Yeah, no, I hear you. But yeah, no, the NFFC, for those who don't know, it's uh, basically the one seed is the best record, and then the next two make the playoffs, and that's just points scored total. And then you carry on your average through weeks 14, 15, and 16. Yeah, the NFC, NFFC is my favorite season long format. Like, it's, I just think they do a really good job. The only thing is the benches are a bit deep, which is cool because you can stash people in, strategically, but. It's bad because the waiver wire is super thin, you know, because because everyone's got ten men on their bench. Right. Anyway, that's that. Um, yeah, I um, wrote one more real quick thing. We're talking about fancy teams. I I had Carlos Hyde and like a lot of buys last week, and I was in this golf tournament all day Friday, and you know, got blackout and woke up Saturday and realized that you can't do any more pickups and Hyde. I was relying on, so I put in Jacob Tammy in my utility, uh, my flex spot in a PPR league. How sick is that? The guy gets like twenty five points. And I, I'm like three and five, and it's a big time prime time, you know, sixteen hundred dollar buy in right. league. And um, I'm like three and five now, but I have the third most points, so I would be in the playoffs if it started. So, so I actually, you know, I especially like that format as far as someone getting killed and the points against. My virtual defense has really struggled in that league. Yeah, well, right. The points is good for that reason, and in the playoffs, you never know. I mean, you pick up, you know, the C.J. Anderson this year, whoever that's going to be, and you can crush it in points. Right, your QB gets hot. The guy who's in first place, he scored the most points as the Andrew Luck guy from last year, who was great, you know, the first 13 weeks of the year, and then he just disappears. I mean, all sorts of stuff like that happens. So you just want to get in, right? I mean, you can't have, like, the worst team that got in, but I, I guess, you know, pretty much any team that gets in has a shot, you know? So, um, 
Yeah. It's and I was debating all week Matt Ryan versus Eli Manning in that league, and it's a six point per TD pass. And I went with Eli Manning for a while. I always get the 50 50s wrong, I feel like, nine times out of 10. And I actually got one right with Eli. And Eli, we have in League of Leagues, our team is doing well also. So it's been a, should be, I'm, I'm pumped for the final stretch. Let's talk some, well, the reason we're talking fantasy football is because we haven't been doing great against the spread. Yeah, we're just we're, we're trying to change the subject now, right? We're trying to move on to something else. Yeah, we went two and three in the super contest. Uh, I think we're we're probably not going to win the grand prize at this point. Um, that's I mean, actually our first losing. We could if we get like eighty. I think if we get like eighty-seven percent of the rest of the way, we might. Yeah, I, I think that's our first losing week in a while. Actually, we've never still, had a losing week until this week. I think. Wow, that's the first one. Yeah, a lot of three and twos and two two and ones, but still, no, that's maybe not we did have one. No, we did have a two and three. I think actually, we did have one other two and three. Yeah, I know we didn't. We haven't gone one and four, but the problem is last week we both felt pretty confident, and we, you know, two and three, and the Jets losing badly. Um, I guess the Bears could have gone either way. Well, look, the Jets obviously, you know, we didn't see Derek Carr throw over four TDs and three hundred thirty-three yards and nine point three YPA, but we also didn't see Ryan Fitzpatrick being out of the game, you know, like right at the first. Not that that necessarily. I mean, it wasn't like Geno was that bad, but you know that that's kind of a blow to the to the uh you know when your quarterback that you bet on is out immediately that's not good yeah you know um I, i'm kind of a wuss myself so i should i'm hypocritical of saying this but how's a right-handed quarterback missing the game with a with a left thumb injury because they explained it that um that first of all you know it was broken i think toward li- tore ligaments and you've got to like get the handoff with your. I mean, you got to take the snap, and then the handoff is always with your left hand. You gotta, like, it doesn't have it. to be Palmer back in the day did it. It's awkward, but really? you can. You can I, I don't know. I, you got to like tuck it right in the guy, and the guy kind of rips it out of your hand. I mean, I could see it being. I sprained my thumb pretty bad where I was playing basketball, and I thought it was like no big deal. I mean, it hurt like hell when it happened. I, some dickhead. I was like driving full speed, and he shoved me in the back, and it was in this gym, and I went right into the wall, and my hand. I caught myself with my hand, but it just totally sprained my thumb. And I was in New York like two weeks later, and my brother knew this doctor. He sent me there, and like, he like, you know, he put a whole huge splint on. It. He's like, "This is really bad. There's blood in your palm." I think that's that thing was so painful, like you couldn't you couldn't even hand off. Like it would be you'd be like dropping the ball, you know, grimacing in pain if, if you were. So. No, I, I understand. I'm not saying it wasn't painful, I'm, but I am just saying it's his non throwing hand. Man, suck it up. We got we got a you know super contest on the line. No, you, I, I agree. I mean, if if he had known that we were using him in the super contest, maybe he would have done. You know, maybe he would have tried harder. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. So um, he knows where his bread is buttered. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, I want to say one last thing, and 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 I, and I used to get really annoyed at DFS, but I'm getting into it. And I know you don't play because of Yahoo, and they have their own DFS. So you guys aren't allowed anymore. But I have to say, man, two things that are good about it. One is. You know, everybody's looking at the same thing. Like when, when we talk about season long, people have their trade questions or this or that. It's like everybody's got their own particular team, which doesn't apply to anybody else. But everybody's looking at the same board, which is kind of good. But two, man, Ladarius Green, that guy killed me. He got hurt. If I, you talked about Tammy, if I just subbed in Tammy for my Ladarius Green lineups, I would have won like, I don't know, I would have won probably instead of 200 bucks, maybe like two grand or more. I don't know. It would have been, I didn't exactly think calculate it, but probably a couple <laughs> grand at least. So that I really, play, by the way, we, we do the Yahoo guys play it. You can play private and privately. We, you can, we play, right, you can just with, do it to like, so you can write columns and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, no, the, a group of us, you know, you can whatever, throw however much you want to bet and you do a oh. private league and like, no, all the Yahoo guys behind the scenes, we do our own. So I still dabble in it, but, um, yeah, that's that's frustrating. And what would have really been frustrating is if you went with John Brown this week, both DFS or, 
or in your yeah. in your team where he's active and and then Michael Floyd was the guy that I would have probably you know liked as a DFS price just last week and then I guarantee I would have yanked him after John Brown was active and he ended up doing well so See, yeah that's frustrating for Ladarius Green yeah, I didn't think I, I didn't play. I didn't yank him because I had Floyd a lot of places too <laughs> because he was so cheap there was really no one to replace him with so I was like screw it and I did the same thing with Green and a bunch of leagues I was like he was so cheap on DraftKings I was like well. Screw it. I could have changed to Heath Miller or Tammy, though, and I didn't do that. That, that was a mistake. All right. Well, let's move on and talk about some of these games. Um, Cleveland is plus uh, 10.5 at uh, – no, they're plus 11 now. This line keeps moving up um, in Cincinnati. you have any lean on, on this one? I don't have a strong lean on this week in general looking at it today. Um, I'm hoping it will get some clarity as the week goes along, but – I'll just take the points in a short week, a divisional game. I mean, Johnny Menzel could be a disaster. Cincinnati probably looks like a top three fantasy defense and a, a team used in a lot of survivor leagues, but obviously they're undefeated. But that's just a lot of points, so I'll, I'll take them. You know, it's so crazy because, um, I mean, first of all, I, I read this. I don't know. I, oh, this is what I was going to say. You said, you know, you're gonna t- it's a short week. You're just going to take the points in a divisional game. That's what I did the last two weeks, okay? I thought that with the Niners at home, and I thought that with the Dolphins on the road. And both of those games were just so unenjoyable. It was, I was just rooting for such a, a, a futile situation. You know, it was just, oh, okay, I got this team. They're horrible. I'm losing. Okay. They might, could they get a backdoor cover? Nope. It was just horrible. So <laughs> I'm a little shell-shocked into not doing that. And it's probably the time to do it. But, you know, I, I read this guy's uh, – this guy's a blog. This guy, Chris Andrews, he's worth following on Twitter. He's like this old bookmaker guy. And he um, he just, like, notes line movements. And he said this opened to 10, and it's already moving up 10 and a half. Now it's 11. And it's all it's mostly public. But the Sharps aren't taking the other side yet, at least. At least not yet. Nobody's holding this back. Because Cleveland sucks, you know, and they're not good. Yeah, uh, heart lines out. Uh, Dwayne Bowe might be involved in this game. That's that's not good. So, um, yeah, and again, Cincinnati's undefeated. I could see Jeremy Hill actually having a big game. So, um, what's one of those hold your nose? I mean, what, I mean, what are you are you going to lay the, the wood on? I don't that? know. Double digits. It's usually better to take the dog. I I got to I got to think about it. I, I I'm just again I'm shell shocked. It's never good to use past trauma as a basis for present action, right? Correct. You know. Just because, you know, you, you can't, like, use what happened and, and be like, okay, now I'm going to take this defensive stance against, you know, everything like this. You have to just – everything's different. But it's I just don't want to go through it again, man. All right. I, I'm going to skip. I mean, we're not going to use it, right? So you no, want Cleveland? no. Skip. No. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll have to pick one for beating the book, the column, tomorrow, but I'm not going to do it yet. Uh, okay. Oakland plus – wow, this opened at six. But, of course, I don't know. what Those opening lines, I think, sometimes come out like – before the Sunday game or something like there's no way this should be six. I thought it'd be four. Actually. I, I made the prediction for the lines. I, I had it at four. turns out it's four and a half. Um, it's four in some places. I, I have a lean here. This might be one we use if, if you're on the same side as me. Well, I, I am. doesn't matter if I am on the same side, you could probably talk me out, out of the way I leaning because I just, I keep going against Oakland every week, and I do believe in them. I mean, I, I'm starting to come around, and that's obviously been late. I mean, Khalil Mack, great receiving duo. Can't believe Crabtree has done so well. And obviously Derek Carr has emerged as a franchise quarterback. But I think this is when Pittsburgh gets right. They have to travel across the country for a 10 a.m. game. Um, 
Ben Roethlisberger has historically been really bad in the first game returning from an injury and then typically, you know, improves moving forward. Le'Veon Bell, obviously a, a loss. Um, D'Angelo Williams is a fine replacement, though. So I'm going to lay the points here against my better judgment. I'm going to lay the points, too. I, I think Derek Carr has been really good at home. Rody struggled a little bit. They lost to Chicago. Not that the Bears are that bad, but still, you know, they didn't get it done. Um, and I think on the road, you're right, early game for them. I think Pittsburgh rolls, and I think the, I think the offense clicks, and, and uh, the Raiders cannot keep up. So. Yeah, let's not forget how good this team did look before Rossberger went down, and now they have Martavis Bryant back. Another week for, for Big Ben to shake off the rust, and let's just throw out the Michael Vick games, you know. So I do think this is projects as one of the three best offenses moving forward, and their defense has played better than expected, uh, especially against the run. So, yeah, okay, we could, we could maybe mark this one down as a possible, a possible use. I, I would guess, coming off the last couple of weeks, uh, I was going to say the public would be on Oakland, but, no man, Pitts, Pittsburgh's a public team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All those mindless Steelers fans that travel around the country, you know, they're, they're like a cult, and they pick up new members every, you know, it's a, it's a very large cult. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like a, it's just like a religious Movement. No, they travel. Yeah, that's the, probably the biggest fan base that travels. But all right, well, maybe maybe we'll use that one. I could I could see it. All right. So I don't understand this. The Jets were plus were, were minus six. I don't understand what's going on here. This is in New York, right? Yes. So they were minus six. I thought they'd be at least that. And now why? Because Fitzpatrick's probably not going to play. They're only minus two and a half over Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the the Vegas Insider right now, and it shows minus two and a half and one, and it shows minus six on another casino. So I don't even know what line to use. Well, the consensus but, though isn't that like sort of like the average? I mean, that's that's sort of the right. Yeah, I guess, but this consent it's only showing one other, and it's minus six. So I I guess I hey, if it's minus two and a half, then let's use it. I mean, that's that we got to take the Jets, right? I mean, it's yeah, a no brainer. Right. I mean, even if even if Marshall and Fitzpatrick don't play with Geno. And Decker, yeah, the and other Ivory, that's enough, that, right? Yeah, the problem is that Geno's banged up too. But still, this is a just because they had one bad game in Oakland. I still believe the Jets have the second best defense in the NFL. Uh, Chris Ivory should go crazy. Jacksonville got a win last time. Yeah, they're coming off a bye, but come on, they're still Jacksonville. I mean, so even if this spread is six, I'm leaning for the Jets. Me too. Still. I, I mean, they're going to go into that defense on the road. They're going well, to get ugly. eaten alive here. You know, I mean, it, it could be Trent Dilfer as quarterback for the Jets. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah, when I'm ranking uh, fantasy defenses, uh, you know, every week, this was one of those I just blindly easily moved to number one. And typically when you're able to do that, you know, it's a double-digit spread. You know, it's not, it's not a two-and-a-half or a six-point when you're just like, oh, this, you, you know, this is a great matchup. And at home, coming off last week's disappointment, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for – using the Jets in Super Contest if it's under seven, let alone if it's under three. Right. If it's under three, it's, it's a lock. Okay. Um, St. Louis uh, plus two and a half at Minnesota. I actually pegged this on the dot. Like when I was picking my spreads, what I think the spread will be. I said it'll be two and a half, and it is two and a half. Uh, it, you just get the sense that St. Louis is just a little nastier than Minnesota. Minnesota's D has been okay, but St. Louis a little more fierce, the pass rush. And then Gurley, take, give me him over Peterson right now. Forget about the future. I'm just all about the present. And, you know, maybe Bridgewater's got a slight edge over Foles. But um, I, think these t- I think St. Louis is the slightly better team. And this is just about the right line. Who do you like here? I agree. If I told you, if you were in a coma and you just woke up and I told you uh, Mike Wallace's numbers, Charles Johnson's numbers, let's not forget how hyped he was in fantasy terms, uh, Kyle Rudolph's numbers, 
even Adrian Peterson hasn't blown up either. If I told you, you know, the stats of all their main uh, offensive guys, uh, you would say this team's probably like one and six or something, not five and two. Right. Their schedule has been much softer than the Rams. And I just they've gotten St- lucky, and and Stephon Diggs emerged, so that you know kind of took away from those other guys. Sure, I mean obviously they had to have someone do something to win five games, and, and yeah, Diggs looks like the real deal. But um, the but, Rams, I, the Rams are, are a really good defense, and and Todd Gurley's awesome. So yeah, I would love this if it was a full three points, but. I'm with. It sounds like we're leaning the same way here, and I, w- I will take the the road team. Yeah, me too. Um, I, it's so funny. Everyone's like, "Yeah, but it's Norv Turner. Norv Turner. Kyle Rudolph. You got to draft Kyle Rudolph." Yeah, who are the two th- two things Norv Turner's known for is his backs catching the ball and his tight ends, and both of them have been big disappointments in that area. Yeah, but it's also who he had. I mean, he had Ladainian Tomlinson. You know, like that. I don't think Emmitt Smith caught that many passes though in Dallas when he was there. But I mean. It's just like, but it's Norv Turner, dude. You got to draft these guys. You got to draft Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph's been around for like seven years. He's never done anything. He gets hurt all the time. The mm-hmm. one year he got like eight touchdowns, he had like 400 yards. They just threw him in the red zone because they didn't have anyone else. Like Norv Turner, man, you got to draft these guys. He had Gates, Norv right? Turner. It was so he had Gates too, right? What? You said he had Tomlinson. Who did he have at tight end? He had Gates. He had Gates, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, he always gets the tight end involved, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and the other thing is it's like, yeah, and they had like Jay Novacek and Emmett. I don't know how much they threw to Emmett Smith. I can't remember. Here's the other thing. Oh, yeah, Peterson, don't worry. He'll catch pass under Norv Turner, man. It's Norv Turner. He's got 15 catches in seven games, right? <laughs> and this whole thing, it's just so annoying. Like, how stupid? I mean, Norv Turner's one of the stupidest coaches in the history of the NFL. Although he's not, he wouldn't even be in the bottom five. Well, now that Wizenpunt got canned and, and Joe Philbin, now, you know, maybe he would be um, in the bottom five now, but at least at the start of the season. But that was just so stupid. I don't. Know, I don't know why people are excited about that guy. Well, he's not their head coach. Don't forget. But but I know, that, he's the that, offensive coordinator. But yeah. I'm saying like the offense has, has been the disappointing part of the team. People definitely. are like into Bridgewater as a fantasy option. It's crazy. No, I admit you were you were definitely down on him. I, I was a little bit neutral, leaning toward buying into the hype. But that's one I do. You before this season, you you definitely threw shade on on Bridgewater because what was there, but you know what is while I'm crowing about this, I was even more down on David Carr, Derek Carr. (laughs) So he's been, he's been really good. So, you know, I was, I was 50, 50 on that. Usually just like hating on guys you're, you're right more often than not. Most people actually want, want to like have all these sleepers and you say, well, who's going to be a bust in the first two rounds? And nobody wants to answer that question because they think everyone in the first two rounds is pretty good. But if you were to actually write the bust column, you'd have a lot more hits than you do for your sleeper column. Yeah, and they're typically shorter, as you said. You're right. Every and year, it's not not just injuries too. I mean, there's been right? there's there's disappointments, just performance. Oh, I mean, so you could just say anybody's a bust, and you pretty you have a very good chance of being right. You have a much better chance. All right, next year that's what I'm doing. I'm going to plant my flag on like eight top ten guys and say they're going to be busts. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we got Miami plus three at Buffalo. This is obviously the right line. These are the exact same team. I think like these teams are basically a mirror image of each other. They're just both. Could be kind of good, but they kind of suck, and we don't really know what to do with them. The loss of Cameron Wake is bad. If Cameron Wake were, didn't, weren't out for the year, I would take Miami here. But now it kind of gives me pause. Yeah, I really don't want to touch this game at all. Uh, it is the full three. I mean, this spread just looks, looks, looks totally right. I mean, it's even teams, division game. The home team gets three points. I mean, what, what are you going to do with that? Um, Buffalo killed them in Miami, didn't they, the first time? I, I'm, the, Miami's been so different, though. And they're coming off a bag. I'm going to actually lean toward Miami on this just because I'd be slightly less surprised if they won 
than if the Bills win by four or more, I guess. But I really don't feel strongly about this. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm leaning Miami too. But, I, you know, Terod Taylor might be back. Um, yeah, I think he is. And that'll help. But he's got to be rusty a little bit too. He hasn't played in a while. We don't know if Sammy Watkins will play. I mean, they're skill players. Everyone's like, except for the quarterback, they've got great skill players. Mark Stopo, like, was crazy with this. And like now it's like Percy Harvin's hurt. Sammy Watkins is questionable and banged up. You know, their best skill player is Charles Clay. You know, it's like, that's not, that's not going to get it done. I think McCoy could have a big game. He's, he's healthier now, but he coming is, off the bye. But. but still, yeah, and off the bye, right? Um, okay, we'll, we'll just – it doesn't matter. We don't feel strongly about that. Okay, no. Tennessee started at 9.5 plus 8 in New Orleans. It looks like uh, Marcus Mariota might be back. Yeah, I think he is going to be back. I don't like this one either. New Orleans has looked a lot better lately, but they still have a shaky D. Tennessee is obviously arguably one of the worst teams in the league. Um, not the worst. Like I can claim that as my own favorite team, but um, they're the second worst team in the league. I think clearly the second worst. And who knows about the the, the firing of of Wiz and Punt as you called him? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points. New Orleans has looked good. I feel like people will be on them. Who who in their right mind would back the Titans right now? So that's why I'm gonna do it. Yeah, but could have said that last week too. And they really no, I don't love it. Believe me. <laughs> I mean, they're they're really bad. Yeah, I mean the. The loss of Wizen Punt is, is a net plus on every level. I mean, he was really one of the worst coaches in NFL history. I mean, he did. Did he take the Cardinals to the Super Bowl? Was that his team that went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was, right. Her, the team that should have beat yeah. the Steelers, yeah. but for uh, San Antonio Holmes getting his toes in the back of the end zone and uh, James. Well, Hansen. and the pick, the pick six at yeah, the last play at halftime was, was a fourteen point swing. Yeah, or at least a ten point swing. At least, yes. Yeah, I mean, so so he should have won a Super Bowl. I don't know how. I've seen the tweets today. Uh, uh, Matt Leinart came out and said, "Oh, Marcus Mariota has a chance now." I totally agree with that, hundred percent. And then Kurt Warner went and backed Wizenhunt and said he shouldn't have got fired, but you know, kind of makes sense. He went with one guy and benched the other, but but yeah, no, no, Matt no, no, Leinart but, but is not Leinart a fan. never developed, right? And and they also, I mean, obviously, you can't fault him for choosing Warner, who right, uh, who did a great job, and certainly the offense did its part to win the Super Bowl that year. But, man, I mean, that guy, I just – Pianowski was sad to see him go because he was like – the guy was something like, you know, 40% against the spread. Yeah, well, 4-31 and 31 outright over the last 35 games as a head coach. I mean, I, I mean, that's – that's you know, it's actually impressive that he's managed to stay employed that long. Oh, it's amazing that he was employed that long. I mean, that's I, – I, I guess he had photos on somebody and then that person said, screw it, I can't take it anymore, just go public. I'm willing to <laughs> have to been. You know, anyway, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't love this game. I, my my instinct is Tennessee also. New Orleans is not good. I mean, the Giants gifted that game to them. I can't even get into that, how depressing that was. I mean, Tom Coughlin, people don't realize how bad that guy is as a decision maker. He's fine as, like, a leader and a respected guy. But holy crap, man. It was just such, such failure. Do you know that he punted on fourth and seven from the Saints 47 and late in the third quarter when there were 63 points scored in the game <laughs> with – 17 minutes in the game left, and he punted on fourth and seven from the 47, down seven, and the Saints got the ball out of the touchback, 27 yards of net, and drove down and got an easy touchdown, went up 14. Like, what was he? Th- what possible reason would you punt in plus? No, sorry, not fourth and seven, fourth and three. It was fourth and three at the 47, and he punted. And of course, the Saints scored a touchdown. The Giants miraculously scored the next two touchdowns and get the lead on a pick six. And do you know that Saints had the ball? with two minutes left on the Giants' 11-yard line, and Coughlin doesn't use any timeouts. So the Saints get the game-tying touchdown. There's tons of time. They had two minutes left with 11 yards to go, and there's 36 seconds left. And so in that 36 seconds, the Giants have to kind of rush to, like, just try to 
get anywhere near field goal range, don't advance the ball. And now there's like, I don't know, five seconds left. And they punt, and he doesn't tell the punter. Yeah. The punter should punt it out of bounds. Who cares? Just punt it 20 yards. It doesn't matter. Just get it, you know, out of field goal range. And, of course, he punts a returnable kick. They get the return and a face mask. Game over. And was that the Giants that punted to Deshaun Jackson on the last play yes, of the game? That's with the, play yeah, the Giants. If only he had learned from – if only he had, this had happened to him in the past, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah, they punted Deshaun Jackson in that horrible game. But this – the Giants – I mean, they won the two Super Bowls under him. And, you know, there's – I'll forever be happy about that. I mean, that – Nobody's had runs like that as an underdog. It was the greatest thing ever, twice. I mean, there, you can't really complain about being a Giants fan, but I don't think people, because of that, realize how many wins and how many disastrous giveaways this team has had. They're like the Chargers and the Lions. They've had horrible no-shows, giveaways, disasters, but because they have the two Super Bowls, they're not considered like that. But this has happened, I'm going to say, at least 12 or 13 times, stuff like this, in the last six or seven years. Yeah, that was that punt worse than a Todd Bowles punting down no, fourteen no. with four minutes left. No, that was worse because at least it was like seventeen minutes left. I mean, it was terrible given the game situation. But Todd Bowles, I mean, it was fourth and seven. They were at their own twenty, but they were down fourteen with three and a half minutes left. Like that's it. You either got to. I mean, what, was he waiting for? Do you think did he mis- mistake which quarter it was? I mean, and then, I he, then two minutes later they get the ball back and it was like fourth and fourteen with a minute fifty left. Then they go for it. What what was different? If you're worried about the the out you know winning the friendliest loss on the scoreboard, that was that was uh, I don't know. Let you know that Bowles doesn't get it. You know I'd be worried if that was my my coach because that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, they're almost certainly not going to win a Super Bowl with him now. Like I feel like very sure of that. Right, that's, right. That's like although Coughlin won too, and he you know so who knows? I mean it's. But it's bad. It does not bode well for them uh, that that happened. Man, that was really bad. Um, okay, um, let's move on. We got uh, Washington at New England. I, I thought this line would be 14 and a half. It, was, it opened to 13 and moved to 14. I imagine it's going to keep going up. Do you know New England? Did you see that Pianowski tweet that they have covered 59% of the time in the Belichick era? I mean, that's just crazy. And I know they have like – at least two, if not three, really bad backdoor beats this year, too, where they've totally dominated, been the superior team, and then given, like, the Pittsburgh week one, a touchdown on literally the last play oh, of the, the game. And the Dolphins. The Colts. The I'm Colts. Sorry, the, it's not Dolphins, the Colts, right. And then uh, maybe even one other. But Well, the Jets, they, you know, they deserved it, but, you know, they had to get a 55 yard field goal, yeah. you know, playing the Madden way to get, you know, then the onsider. A lot of coaches. So I guess Bowles gets kind of credit for that, but certainly people that back the Jets. But anyway, I, I hate giving points in this big of a spread. And Washington has been feisty at times, but nah, I'm not going to be the sucker. I may, I'll, it's fine. If there's another backdoor cover, it's fine. I, I'm backing the, the the Patriots, who very well could go undefeated this season. They're they're awesome. They're they're I'm happily lay the 14 points. Yeah, it's funny. I, my instinct was to go contrarian if the, the line were even bigger, but I mean, this is just what it should be, right? This is not yeah, like what they'd only be favored by eight in Washington, right? I mean, but that, I mean, it shouldn't be. Any, I mean, how could it? I thought they could be like 17, 18 point favorites. I mean, that to me would be like, oh, yeah, they're 18 point favorites. That'll split the action 50 50. Totally agree. If they're 14 point favorites, like, why? Just because? I mean, I, I don't care if Washington's good. It doesn't really matter if they're good. Like, that's <laughs> like, I mean, not even good. I mean, but like, not 49ers bad. It doesn't really matter. The only thing is, I, I think for like DFS and stuff or streaming, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Jackson may be back, uh, and Jordan Reed. I, if I mean this over under is fifty two and a half, fifty three in some places. Now I guess I'm seeing fifty two and a half. That what, what does that score project to? Like thirty three to twenty, about you know uh, around there, thirty three to nineteen. Yeah. Okay, 
Yeah. I mean, they're supposed to score 19 points, but that's just the projection, right? If Washington does a little better, if they're going to cover, <clears throat> then they'll do a little better in their projection. I mean, New England is, is actually generous to opposing passing games, and, you know, they're going to have to start throwing right away. They're not going to, like, run the ball and be ahead. So I, I think, like, the Washington passing game might be worth it. Cousins will throw three or four picks, I'm sure. What do you think about the New England defense? They've been pretty good. Uh, Chandler Jones is racking up the sacks, and it's impressive. You lose Revis, and, you know, I mean, obviously the coaching just matters so much in New England. I just always reflexively try to grab them or rank them high in fantasy terms before the year just because it helps so much playing with these leads. You know, I mean, that's just when you tee off, and and uh, their run defense has been good. I mean, I think New England defense is good enough. With an offense that good, they're easily good enough to, to win it all. You know what's funny about New England is they play offense – like they're in desperation mode in the fourth quarter right away. Like they're immediately throwing, hurry up, get the ball out quickly, throw the ball all the time. I look at the Colts and I'm like, they do that in the last 10 minutes of the game. It's the only time their offense works at all. Why don't you just start the game doing that? Pretend it's desperation. Just fool yourself. Pretend you're down 20 to nothing because your other thing doesn't work at all. Like what do you even, why even bother with that crap? Oh, I t- totally agree. Now, I don't know if it's something to do with the way the defenses change. They let up. It's not just prevent, but maybe they let up with a big lead. But I said the same exact thing on, a, on the Yahoo's podcast this morning that why did the Colts not just play the whole game like they were down that? that because they actually started looking good and, and basically unstoppable other than the, the pick at the end. I mean, I, you know, I was rooting for the game to be over and them not – well, it was pretty funny. Luck kept attacking them in the end zone when a field goal would send them the overtime, oh. and I was just rooting for either a pick or a score against you. You know, I just wanted it to right. be over. I wanted the field goal exactly. I was okay. like, just get yeah. the overtime. Oh, I can't even. Re- but the Ted right, thing, though. Dude, you know, they fired Pep Hamilton today, too right? Much. Tonight, right? They fired that dude. Thank God. That yeah. guy was the worst. I, you know, I watched Luck at Stanford. I think Pep Hamilton was the coordinator there, yes. right? When he was there, yes. And he was terrible. He was like handing off. He wasn't letting Luck do his thing there either. I don't know why Luck got saddled with that guy again. But anyway, I think that hopefully whoever who's the, who's replacing him. Do you know who it is? Mike Malarkey. Uh, was it? I think. Kevin- oh no 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 no! I'm getting confused. Uh, Chud Chud, the guy who used to be with um, the Browns, I believe. Oh, Chudzinski or whatever. Yes, his name is? yes, yes. Malarkey is the guy replacing uh, Wizenhunt, right? Oh, is he a Malarkey? There are too, been- too many coaching changes. Uh, my bad. Yes, Chudzinski is the guy of the new offensive coordinator. In the yeah, he didn't get a big chance to do much, right? So we'll see. Can't be worse, and. Uh, Malarkey, I think he I think, had some success with Cam Newton a few years ago, I believe. Okay. Well, uh, Malarkey, I think Payne said, was the guy who the, the Bills just needed to beat Pittsburgh's third stringers to get in the playoffs, and they lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Or maybe it was the guy who maybe they beat I can't remember which way it went. Would the Bills lose or they beat? I can't remember. Anyway, he, I, think, I think it was that because otherwise Payne probably wouldn't have t- tweeted about it. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on. I, I, I'm leaning New England. I I just, you know, double-digit favorites. Okay, so New England's 59% against the spread over the last, you know, whatever, 15 years, however long Belichick's been there, which is crazy. Like, think about all the effort we make for this, you know, trying to pick and figure it out and looking at stats and all the stuff. If you just went New England every time, you'd be way better than us. Right. And it would be no effort at all. Yeah, that is a very, very high mark. So, I mean, you almost just take them every week forever and just don't think about it. Um Although I thought one of the most obvious picks ever was the Ravens plus nine in that uh, title game when the Ravens made the Super Bowl. That was the craziest line ever, and they won outright. Um, so occasionally you would fade them. But um, all right, let's move on to Green Bay uh, 
another odd line. I mean, I didn't. I thought Green Bay would be pick them maybe. Again, this is just like in Denver, but they're actually minus two and a half. It opened at three, got bet down to two and a half. And Green Bay and Denver, I mean, let's talk about that. It was like, of course, why would, why would Green Bay, in, in this version of them, that can't even really move the ball that well, be laying three against the best defense in the NFL in mile high? That just was crazy. And when you watch the game, it was crazy from the beginning. I know. Why did we not? We totally agreed on that. We didn't even debate it. I don't know why we didn't use it as one of our super contests. I mean, you know, because that just seemed like such an odd, odd line. Yeah, no more cowardice. You know, I mean, let's just pick a line. Let's just pick teams we don't want to pick. You know, if we want to bet on the Titans, take the Titans. If we want to take go against New England, I, I've been so cowardly. I've been like, oh, I just can't take another loss of this underdog. Just screw it. Just take the team that seems right. It doesn't matter. Well, having said that, uh, I agree that this this line is odd as well, but I'm going to actually lean the other way this time. It's not the full three points. Aaron Rodgers, 77 passing yards last week. I know Carolina's secondary has been obviously very good, aside from the little hiccup there at the end last week. But Cam Newton, for all his winning, you know, he hasn't exactly lit it up, really. And um, I think Carolina's, I mean, I hate to play the whole do for a loss, but Green Bay coming off a pretty embarrassing effort on national TV. Still think they're really solid, although on the road they're much more vulnerable than at home. So I'll be the sucker here, actually, and back Green Bay. Yeah, I was. that was my lean, too. But I want to fade both of these teams is really what it comes right. down to. I, I don't want to bet Green Bay on the road laying points. Like, what do they do to deserve that? They had a chance to prove that they were worth doing that, and they didn't prove it at all. They proved the opposite, that it was ridiculous that they were favored. Now they go against another undefeated team on the road. Now Carolina's got a decent defense. They're not anywhere close to Denver. Um, but Cam is pretty good. I, I think Green Bay's defense. And Green Bay can get ran on is a thing. In Carolina, that's what they do. And Green Bay's D isn't shut down. You know, I mean, Sam Shields getting hurt obviously hurt them. I don't know what his status is for this week. But um, I'm leaning Green Bay, but I don't, I don't feel good about it. I think it's too – I mean, it's, it's certainly contrarian to take Green Bay, I would think. Yeah, at the same time, I could also see the public betting on Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. But, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think we should probably use that as one of our no. five. All right, skip it. Um, one, that I, one that we can use, though, is uh, this Atlanta in San Francisco. Lay the wood. Lay the wood. Don't think twice. I don't care if it's – this were 14, then you have to think about it. Uh, 21. 21 on the road. <laughs> <laughs> against a team that just won 10-7 to 7 against the Titans. And what did they, what did they do last week? They, what, lost? Uh, who did they, they lose to? They lost to Tampa. They lost to the Bucks. They lost to the Bucks At home. At home. They barely beat the Titans. They were life and death with the Redskins. This is the last three games this team has played. Okay, this is not a good team. They lost to the Saints too. Like all, they're not a good team. Uh, but I mean, this Gabbert Forty uh, ers team with Tom Sula coaching. I mean, they they packed it in, right? This is. Did you you saw obviously that play where Gabbert? I mean, where Kaepernick, um, he hands the ball off and Torrey Smith standing there with nobody uh, within twenty yards of him. I did. Yes, I did. That would have been the easiest ninety-eight yard touchdown in history of the NFL. But. Um, I, I wrote about it. I said, I said, he's not out to lunch. He's taking bong hits in outer space. Like, he is so – I think he's getting high before the game. I honestly – I mean, I have no evidence of this. I'm not trying to make it, like, break a, a thing, a story of it. But it just seems like he's he's high. Like, he just seems like he's high. He just seems like he's – the play clock – there was one there's one game where the play clock expired. And mostly when the play clock expires, the guy's, like, hurrying up, like – you know, trying to snap the ball, and it's like half a second late, and it's like, damn, you know, you missed it, or calls timeout at the last second. He was, like, standing around looking side to side, and the thing expired. He wasn't even calling the snap count. And I was like, 
you're, you're not even aware that there's a, it's like you're in, you have no clock awareness, no time, no temporal awareness. It was like he was just totally high and forgot. Well, even a high Colin Kaepernick is, is better than a, than a sober uh, Blaine Gabbert. So that, that's, that's my theory I don't there. Know, but they, I don't think it can get worse, but even if it just stays status No, oh, it can. It can. It can get worse. Um, they, uh, you know, I traded Vernon Davis, Bolden's hobbled there. Can, can you name their running back? Uh, yeah, wait, wait, give me a second. P- uh, it's not Pierre Thomas, is it? Well, they did assign him today, yes. But uh, before that, could you name who they're running back? It was right like Kendrick Gaskins or somebody like yeah, that? Kendrick Gaskins, yeah. Well done. Well I'm, done. I'm not even picking those guys up. I'm like, I don't even, there's no, no. point. Carlos Hyde wasn't even useful, barely, with, exactly. on that team. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, what an epic era the Reggie Bush era in San Francisco was. Just, just fantastic. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, I, I mean, I'm, re- I'm ready to use this in the Super Contest. You down? I'm down with it. I'll lay the point. I mean, it's so obvious, but whatever. But Atlanta is so bad. I, yeah, I mean, it was obvious last week against the Rams, though, right? It was obvious against the Rams, but the Rams are okay. And that was... was Atlanta's that still like 6-2. and two. Calm down. I mean, I know they are pretty bad. They're terrible. You know, I, I'm going to use Devonta Freeman everywhere in DFS. I just think, what's their... I mean, whatever the Falcons want to do, they should be able to do against that defense, too. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're talking about how awful the 49ers... <laughs> Offenses and uh, you know they've allowed 8.5 YPA, the second highest in the NFL, a quarterback rating above 100. So it's just a disaster on both sides. Yeah, wow, that's just. But I mean, what I mean, is this line going to get pushed? Where is it going to go to? Where is it going to stop? Yeah, see, this had to be right before the game because this says it opened at two and a half. No way it opened that. You know, it didn't move that. It moved four and a half, and and, and nobody would open this at two and a half. What's no. funny is it moved from two and a half to seven. For an Atlanta team that just lost at home to the Bucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, no. so I, I guess I guess um, we're going to take Atlanta, but it is crazy that the sharps like nobody. I, I just I, I I expect this line to move somewhat during the week. Who's taking Atlanta? That's the thing. I mean, who's taking San Francisco? It's someone partaking in the same pregame ritual that Kaepernick, Kaepernick is. is? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Giants are uh, favored by or get are they're Laying two and a half in Tampa. What do you think about this one? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, man, I, I, I'm going the Giants. I think, again, you know, they were up, whatever, double digits the first three games. Um, they, as you mentioned, they can look terrible at times. But Tampa Bay's defense is is really shaky. Winston's really improved, by the way. And that's that's an interesting uh, team. And if Safarian Jenkins can return... Most importantly, it'll help my Stopa team in the two tight end league, but he could carve up a Giants D that's really struggling against tight ends. But, you know, after Mike Evans, they don't really have anyone. And you tell me, is Akamura, I always mispronounce his name, is Prince going to um, return? That, yeah. that would be big. Amukamara, I could look it up. I, uh, I don't know if he's going to return this week. Let me check it. I, I think I did a note on him last week, and I forget what I wrote. Here we go. But, the, I mean, Tampa Bay doesn't have, like, a great home field. I think they're an interesting team moving forward. But they're coming off their big win. Giants coming off a disastrous defensive performance. It's less than three. I think they're the better team. So I'm not going to overthink this. I'm just going to go with the G-men. Yeah, I'll lay the wood. The two and a half makes me feel a lot better than three. Um, and uh, the latest note is that they hope to have Amukamara back the MRI he had uh, Monday was encouraging, but they got to see how he practices. So there's a chance, and that would be a huge help because those guys got torched. Um, but they, you know, they do have when he's healthy, they do have two uh, good corners. And there's a small chance that uh, JPP is back this week. Man, did you see the picture? I didn't see the up close picture, dude. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's bad, like for like everyday life, but 
football. You know, it's not necessarily bad for football, right? <laughs> I don't think it can help. <laughs> but well, yeah, I know. They they seem to feel pretty confident, like the way he looks. But we'll see when it actually when the you know in real speed action when people are really trying to block him. Um, okay, but anyway, even if he's back, I doubt he'd have that many snaps. So we'll we'll take the Giants. I'm fine with that. Um, and then we'll go over at the end to, to talk about whether we want them for the Super Contest. Okay. Then we got Denver laying. Uh, looks like five now. It's four and a half, but looks like it's mostly five. We could probably get away with four and a half. If we want the favorite in Indy. What do you think about that? It's a Peyton Manning revenge game. You got to go with revenge, right? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, I I got the Colts wrong again last week. <laughs> I had the Panthers. I think I'm O in whatever, how many games they've played, I'm O for uh, in, in games involving the Colts this season. Um, I am going to take them at home. Uh, Denver looks right now like maybe the best defense in the past decade in the NFL. And Peyton Manning even looked a lot better. The run game is probably going to run like crazy against Indy. But um, at home, I, I, it doesn't logically make any sense. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep my record going, my streak going, and, and I'm going to back Indy. Yeah, I think Indy's probably the right play after the way the teams played last week. And then the Pep Hamilton firing is good. It's got to be good. There's a chance that they speed it up early on. I mean, if the Colts can get all those yards and plays, I mean, it's going to be tough against Denver. But, and we'll see, because that offensive line sucks. I mean, luck is just going to be murdered. That's the problem. I know. Uh, I don't know. I got to think about it. I, was, I, was, I think Indy's probably the right lean, but I got to think. But I want to say one other thing about the Giants game. Odell Beckham is now healthy. He wasn't really healthy for a few games. As long as he stays that way, he is going to torch the Bucks. I mean, nobody can guard that guy. Delvin Bro, remember him? People were talking about that guy like he was Josh Norman and another new up-and-coming star corner. He got torched. Oh yeah, the bro. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, he 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 absolutely really cool play. Uh, interesting plays that you know inside the five yard line too, treating him like he was some like beast down there, you know. But he just these slants, and uh, for what it's worth, Tampa Bay has allowed the highest uh, opposing quarterback rating this this year. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Eli Beckham stacks everywhere. Um, okay, so Indy Denver. I want to take Indy just on. Here's the thing, right? I, I think there's two sort of theories of handicapping. One is. You know, you look at matchups and personnel and you start to figure out, like, well, this offensive line versus this defensive line, all that nonsense. And the other one is just like, forget about all that. That's just all priced in. Is it an indie spot or is it a Denver spot? You know, like, that's forget about all the what's going to happen on the field because, you know, that's just, that's just talk. I don't know. To me, it's like sometimes you, well, how is he going to cover him and how is he going to block him? And it's just, yeah, but then the game just happens and it, it, it's, it's all baked into this minus five. Totally agree. Couldn't have said it better. I mean, it's and you know, obviously, fluke fumbles and stuff like that as well. And it's not like Vegas doesn't understand that one team struggles against, you know, a tight end or posing number one wide receivers or whatever. So it, I, I like to try to you know analyze it as much as we can. But sometimes it's just this just feels like the right spot or whatever. Yeah, it, but I mean, it's in conflict to analyze just sort of the game as like the teams as a thing in themselves instead of the component parts of the teams where you're trying to dissect like what they do well and what they don't do well. I've never found that to be a good way to handicap. Agreed. Okay. And I, and I just maybe because we just don't know enough. There's just so many permutations of what could happen. It's just, it's a sort of a can of worms. All right, let's go to a uh, Sunday night game. We've got Philly uh, getting three at Dallas. And I mean, I think I know who I like. Oh no, wait, they're laying three at Dallas. Why is, why is one line saying Dallas minus three? Is that, I guess that's where it opened like, 
seven weeks ago. Again, though, I don't know what this opening line is, but I'm showing mostly two and a halves and a couple threes. Yeah, it's mostly two and a half, right? It's mostly Philly minus two and a half. That would be the line. Who do you like here? I would be a stay away game for me. Um, Dallas played Seattle tough last week, and Matt, I just can't back Matt Castle. And I could see Philly's defense has actually played surprisingly well this season. So I feel like it's the total sucker side, but. In prime time on the road, I'm going to lay the points with Philly. I would use Philly. I think is one of our bets. I think really is... you love them all year. You you pick them almost every week. I can I can remember. I know. I, I think I've got a winning record on them, but um, they got crushed by Dallas the first time, didn't they? Did that happen this year, or am I remembering them from last year? I don't. No, they did get crushed, didn't they? They did. I think Dallas blew them out this year already. Dallas, uh, well, they won 20 to 10 in Philly, week yeah, two. Yeah, and it was like ugly as hell. Yeah. They yeah, did, they did I, beat them I, in Philly. It's two and a half. I really like the Eagles more, obviously. I like, the, I like the Eagles here. I think that's holding down the line a little bit. I mean, Matt Castle sucks. Maybe Dez will make a play. <laughs> I mean, Matt Castle is terrible, but he can throw the ball up in the air. So, Dez, and, and Philly's corners, I don't think, are that good. I think Dez can make some plays um, and maybe, maybe a different finger. I actually like McFadden, I think he's good. He's surprised. He's a, the theme of the old running backs be, becoming relevant. It's amazing. I, I wrote about this, but two years ago, I'll just go back in time two years from this date, and, and if I were to say, look, um, those guys that you think are going to be good, like Le'Veon Bell and Monte Ball, uh, you know, Monte Ball, Trent Richardson, they're out of the league right now, two years from now. And I'll tell you two things in the future. Monte Ball and Trent Richardson are out of the league. Le'Veon Bell, yeah, he'll be out for the season. He's good. But I see a resurgence from Jonathan Stewart, um, D'Angelo Williams, Chris Johnson, and uh, Darren McFadden. I think they're all going to be starters. You'd be yeah. like, there's just no possible way that's the case. Absolutely, yeah. And like D'Angelo Williams is like even like a top five start, even. Yeah, that it's it's crazy, especially at that position. I mean, you don't get better at thirty. I mean, that's that's just it's it's very bizarre. It's it's a really weird year for that. All right, um, so I'm going Philly. I would use them. I, I just I think now's the time. I mean, this you're getting you're laying less than three. All they got to do is win. The Giants are weak. They smell blood. This is the game. Dallas is done. They're just this is it. They're going to come in and crush them. The only negative is Bradford has been so bad, and and, and the pass rush of Dallas is pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. No, I'm I'm fine. Okay. I mean, Dallas is what lost five in a row. I mean, I guess Philly is coming off a bye at least, whatever that. I mean, I remember when Andy Reid was there, they were like dominant coming off buys, but who knows what that means these these days. But um, all right, no, I'm on board, especially if it's less than three. Okay, good. And then finally, we got Chicago plus four in San Diego, and I also have a lean there and would use a team here. Well, why is it four points? I mean, I like San Diego as like an underdog or something because they rack up the garbage stats, but but. Chicago has not been that bad, and I don't understand why this is not just the three points. I, I absolutely would lean toward the Bears. Yeah, me too. I, and San Diego sucks at home. I mean, I, I made the mistake picking them at home. But I was like, they're way better than Oakland. They're only laying four. I'm taking San Diego. Not only was that wrong because they're sucking home, and it was basically an Oakland fans were there, like, cheering louder than the San Diego fans who were all high because they live in Southern California and they don't really care about football. But also, um, Oakland was the better team anyway. And now there's no Keenan Allen. Which hurts. I mean, you could they'll they'll do something in the passing game, but it definitely hurts. That's their best, you know, receiver. Gates is still. I don't know if he's a hundred percent. Ladarius Green is banged up. I I like Chicago. Yeah, I mean, no Matt Forte, who is a, you know those backs that catch the ball, but is pretty 
important. But uh, Alshon Jeffrey's like a star, man. I, I mean, I think they're, this team's totally different when it has uh, Cutler and, and Jeffrey, at least different in a sense of they can, you know, not a doormat, you know. So I, I think they should, they should be able to keep this close. Yeah, it's weird. The over-under, I mean, again, these, these opening lines, it was 52, and it went down to 49. I don't know really why that is. Maybe the combination of 14 and Keenan. I can't imagine those guys moving an over-under three points, but no, just strange. Um, okay, so let's, let's wrap this up with our five because I, I think I don't like the slate overall, but I like a few games. So uh, I definitely like Pittsburgh. Okay. Okay, I, I like to, to sell high in Oakland right there. Um, I like uh, the Giants, I think. I like uh, Philly, and I like Chicago. I like those four. Philly and Chicago. Yeah, well, I mean, it's shockingly, I, I was on those sides on all of them. Um, the other ones we kind of talked about were... Um, you like the Jets as your fifth. Well, yeah, well, I like Atlanta. So you, you, we have six, basically. Yeah, well, I'm definitely, uh, you know, fighting for Atlanta against okay, my fine. Niners. We'll, we'll put, put, okay, put Atlanta in there as our fifth, and then we could sub in the Jets for either Pittsburgh, the Giants, Philly, or Chicago. Yeah, depending, especially if that's just two and a half when the Lions come out tomorrow night. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not wedded to the Giants. I just think with Beckham healthy, Eli, the whole thing is a different. It's totally different, the passing game. They can no, actually I, I, do damage I was on board now. with all those. I would tell you otherwise. You're not having to, to – to, I, you're not having to sway me. So, so yeah, so we have six. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll narrow it down. But that's, but it's a pretty solid six. I mean, all we need to do is one five and zero, oh, and we'll feel like we're back. <laughs> right. Do you know that someone was like twenty eight six and one heading into last week? I don't know what they did, but I was looking at the standings. Like the guys on the very top, how do you go twenty eight and six? That's yeah, that's ridiculous. So anyway, we'll see. We just got to win. Like I think if we go eighty five to eighty seven percent, we got this thing. That's all. That's all. Yeah, just I mean, we you know, we're like the Colts. We just wait till the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know what? What is it this week? We're not even halfway through, right? No, we're not. This after this week, we'll be halfway. Through. Yeah, we're not yet. Well, you can't be through. halfway. It'll be halfway halfway through this week. We'll be I, halfway. I think we're one game under five. I mean, one game over five hundred. I mean, okay, we just have to go. No, seriously, if we just go like seventy percent, which is like out of our minds. I mean, it's very hard to go seventy. We could maybe cash. I think. Yeah, we, well, I mean, yeah, we're not going to win it all, but I mean, there's it, it goes down a ways for it pays out quite a bit, so we can do it. I'm not giving up. No, no, I'm not giving up either. It, it starts this week, list. This is it, right? Every week is a new season. That's right. All right, all right, man. Thanks for doing it, and uh, we'll catch up next week. We'll figure out what happened. All right, sounds all good. Right. Thanks, Liz. Take it easy. This is Chris Liss, host of the East Coast Offense Podcast. If you like this content and want to check out more, you can go to RotoWire.com/pod for a free 10-day trial. You can also Uh, Go to iTunes, find this East Coast Offense podcast, rate it, leave a comment if you like. Thanks for listening. AutoZone presents the Rev Up Your Refund Instant Win Game and Sweepstakes. This tax season is the one way to get the most out of your money. Enter at AutoZoneTaxTime.com for your chance to win $30,000 or other great cash and gift card prizes. It's the perfect way to power right through tax season. So visit your local AutoZone and get the most out of your refund. Let's get you what you need. Terms and conditions apply. For official rules, visit AutoZoneTaxTime.com. Get in the zone. AutoZone.